Welcome to the Sassy Biker Sister Podcast. I'm your hostess, Erin Bailey. We will be hearing from some amazing lady bikers around the United States and beyond. Whether you have ridden, hope to ride soon, or currently ride motorcycles, front, back, or sidecar, this podcast is a can't miss. We will share some of the best roads, destinations, tips, and laughs as we chat with our Sassy Biker Sisters. Hello everyone. Today we are talking with Lori Sugar Maxwell from South Dakota. Lori, welcome to the Sassy Biker Sisters podcast. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's especially appreciated. Absolutely. So as we do with everybody on this podcast, before I get to know you, tell me about your bike. My bike is a 2005 Honda VTX 1300. Um, I've had it for just about, I think here, seven years. Um, I started out on a 2008 Kawasaki Vulcan 800. Um, it was my beginning bike. I had that for about five months before I had to trade up into my 1300 because the 800 was just too small for me. I was getting blown around the road too much, so I traded up for my fi- the 1300. Love my bike. People give me crap about it because it's a Honda, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm comfortable on it. I fit on it. I feel comfortable on it. It fits me. It fits my body. You know, I can throw that thing around like any boy can throw their Harleys around. Um, it's got 43,000 miles on it, and I've put damn near all but 4,000 of it on it. So I've done a lot of riding through my years. Purple in color. Purple's my color, so it's purple in color. It's got skulls on it. Um, name, I, I have my license plate Sugars because my road name is Sugars Sugar, and so it's personalized for me and... She's my baby, semi-warm shop right now. I was waiting to be ridden, but <laughs> hopefully soon. I'm pure. I'm in pure South Dakota, so I'm kind of in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of South Dakota, and it's been. We've had some 20 to 30 degree blow weather right now in the last few week days, and starting to warm up again. Got some snow finally. We haven't had any snow hardly this year, and really, I ended up having knee surgery at the end of October, and so I was able to ride for till February. So I did get one ride in in February when I was able to like, get her out and warm her up and stretch her legs <laughs> and stuff. So good. Um, back to the bike. You're calling it a her. I call it a her. Sugar. Okay. Plays off my plays off my name. Plays off my road. You know, plays off my road name. Plays off the plates. Um, I'm into sugar skulls. I have sugar skull tattoos, as you can see on my chest one, and then I have them on my arms and stuff, and just kind of plays off me and plays off who she is to me, and she's my release. She's my therapy. She's my stress reliever. I like to take her out and stretch her legs every now and then, just like I stretch mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to ask you about your tattoo, so explain for the listeners what exactly is on it. So it's right below your your throat. Right below my throat is the Day of the Dead Sugar Skulls. I am adding into the Sugar Skull theme. I do have more going into it. It's also becoming a memorial piece for my mom, who I lost in 2019 for brain cancer. I live with my dad right now, helping him make, make ends meet. He stays somewhat active during the spring and summer and fall. You know, of course, during the winter, there's not much to do here in Pierce. So he's said it's ready for the winter months, but he tries to get out. And We have a pit bull that I rescued a few years ago that's become his buddy that goes out with him and stuff, keeps him motivated in that sense too. So awesome. Well that's yeah. great. I pronounced it Pierre. It's actually Pierre. Most the the most people who are out of state out of the state of South Dakota pronounce it Pierre. Um it is 
Pierre by sense because it is founded by a French founder and they named it after him. We have Pierre and we also have a small town right across the river from us which is called Fort Pierre, which actually was a fort back in the old, back in the time and days and all that stuff. Um, but all locals just call it Pierre. Now you're right smack in the middle of the state. I am. I'm right smack in the middle of the state. It's about a three-hour drive to Sioux Falls. It's about a two-and-a-half drive hour to Rapid. So, And we're about two hours you know, from Aberdeen, Watertown. Yeah, we're like right in the middle of the state. So, Tell me about so, the riding up there. Pierre's riding is not the best. I mean, there's the only thing you can do is do like going around the dam. Um, there's a road you can take, Highway 14, I think it is, that goes along the river to Fort Thompson. Um, it's a lot of flat open country up here where I'm at. So I do spend a lot of my time off, my days off during the riding season. I do a lot of day trips out to the hills, the Black Hills of South Dakota, um, ride the, ride those roads out there. Um, like I said, it's like two and a half hours from Rapids. So you're right there, right when you get to them. So we're looking at taking Sassy Biker Sisters on the road. Okay. And of course, you know, when we talk about rallies, everybody brings up Sturgis. Right. So, South Dakota is beautiful. I've been to Sturgis once. I think that we stayed at the rally like a half a day and the rest of it right. was that riding. And it was pretty much absolutely yeah. amazing. So um, tell me if you were going to take us on a ride, a day ride, where would you take us? I would recommend we all meet at the hills. You know, mm-hmm. that's where I would, that's where I would definitely would take you guys. That's got the beautiful, most beautiful country. Um, depending on riders, it all depends on riding how their experience with the riding, I guess is what I want to say, because Sarahfish Canyon, Boulder Canyon, Banacker Canyon are good rides. Um, they're easy rides. I want to say, um, if you take Iron Mountain Road, Needles Highway, those ones get a little hairy. Sometimes they do have lots of switchbacks, um, lots of, you know, one, one lane roads, tunnels to go through, uh, you know, rock tunnels we go through. The biggest thing is, you know, your experience when it comes to those two rides, I, did do them my very first year riding and did do them during the 75th rally. So <laughs> I kind of bit the bullet, but I had a uh-huh. lot of road, I had a lot of road time in, underneath my belt before that on riding and stuff. Cause it was all done on my little 800 that I had. So it was light bike for me to throw around. Um, but as far as simple rides, you know, like 385 from lead to from Deadwood to Hill city, you know, Custer, going through General Custer is fine. Um, the animal wildlife loop, going through that, you know, it's a beautiful ride. It get, can get hot because there is no shade out there. Uh, bring some carrots to the donkeys. <laughs> there are donkeys down there that we do. I always bring carrots and stuff and feed, and, you know, and stuff. It gives you time to get off the bike and stretch. And But that's, you know, those are the beautiful rides that are through the hills. And just depending on who's all riding and their experience levels of where we'll go as far as, riding through there but mm-hmm. and you net you the biggest thing is you once you go up one road you need to go back down that same road turn around when it gets to the top and go back down it because you see stuff different each time you go through them that's a good tip it's a totally you know, different perspective coming back yes yes it's a totally different perspective coming back down you know take spearfish canyon all the way to the top stop it there's a great restaurant on top of spearfish canyon called cheyenne crossing they have the most incredible cinnamon rolls they make. They're like plate-sized cinnamons. You got to share them with someone because they're so big. Ooh. And Indian tacos—they make really good Indian tacos up there. Um, and then just take the ride back down the Spearfish Canyon. Stop at you know, there's a place on the way 
halfway up called Rufflock Falls. It's a good, it's a little bit of a mile drive on gravel. So you got to have a little bit of gravel experience, but it's a beautiful stop when you get up there. Um, beautiful Rufflock Falls, what it's called. And then it's Creek Creek up there to walk around to pick the table, sit down, take a break, you know, a beautiful hike to go look at the falls. Um, then you come back down it again, get back on the highway. Then there's Bridal Veil Falls, which is right off the canyon, and that's very beautiful. Be- During the spring, it's flowing really good and really heavy. During the summertime, it's usually kind of slower. Um, really nice to even come up during the wintertime and see it when it's all frozen solid, too. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's an experience. The, the nice thing about the hills is they're enjoyable all year round. They're not mm-hmm. just, you know, once winter hits, they're gorgeous when you get that winter scenery in there. Also, in the bright, and like I said, the falls when they're frozen is really beautiful, and the falls when they're running is very beautiful. So it's it's one of those areas that you can enjoy all year, you know, in a four wheel, in a cage, or in a, on a bike, you know, and stuff. So that makes it enjoyable. Cool, it's awesome. So, yeah, well, yeah, I think definitely we need to plan a ride up there. Yes, definitely need to plan a ride up here. <laughs> <laughs> and let me know when we do so. Make sure I have that time off from work. Absolutely. I would depend on you being there. What is the longest ride you've ever taken? The longest ride I've ever taken, um, well, day trip-wise, is my trips to the hills and back. It's about 700 miles I've done in one day. Mm-hmm. I've done, you know, the week, the two weeks I'm in the hills, you know, for the rally. I've done, you know, about 1,000 miles, 2,000 miles doing that. So all time total between riding out and riding back and all the riding we do around there and stuff. So I've done the little trips. I haven't... My bucket list is like big horns. Uh, I like to eventually maybe someday do tail the dragon, you know, things like that. Get out and do some more event riding mm-hmm. uh, when I can, when I can have the time to do it and stuff. So great. That's, when you do tail of the dragon, you've got to let me know. It's just right I around the corner. Definitely, I will definitely <laughs> let you know. I'll meet you there. Okay. <laughs> Why do you ride? The freedom, the freedom to get out and enjoy the weather, all my nerves. Um, it's relaxing. You know, people think I'm nuts because I ride without a helmet and I ride, you know, 60, 70, 80, 100 miles an hour, you know, whatever. It's just, it's just that freedom to get out and just go to do what I wanted to do, to relax my nerves. And I, like I said, I work for Walmart, so it can be a stressful job, especially being in management um, and stuff. And so just the personal, just independence, just getting out and enjoying the people you meet, the friends you make, you know, the everything. It just goes along with the camaraderie, the brotherhood, the sisterhood. I'm a supporter for the, there's a militiamen um, motorcycle club here in town. I support them. I'm a big supporter of them. I do all the rides every year between the one they do here in the river bottom chapter, then the Northern Hills chapter, Black Hills chapter does one that's during the rally. And so my friends and I usually do that. I'm a big supporter of doing the poker runs, charity runs, you know, for that, for fun, helping out people. You know, like they say, bikers have the biggest hearts. We may have the, we may have the tough out, outside look and we may have that, persona of being the bat, big badass biker dudes but we do we do a lot of supporting for you know different charities different organizations whatever it may be I'm always one for doing that stuff so helping raise funds with this last year um the militiamen poker run we do in July in the third week of July is um we donated we raised I think it was almost ten thousand dollars for a local girl who's gal girl who is going through cancer um last year we raised it for the um family of the officer that got killed trying to save his son that was drowning i don't know if you remember ever remember ever hearing about that in the news um we raised ten thousand dollars for that family 
so it's always a good good deal that we do it for you know and mm-hmm. stuff it's a good com- com- like I said camaraderie brotherhood sisterhood meet lots of people from all different walks of life and just enjoy it what's your advice to a new writer to a new rider, biggest thing is is start out, um, take the motorcycle safety course. If I see, I never rode before I started riding. My ex husband, but rode bikes. So I rode back, and if you ride back right now, the biggest thing to do. It sounds crazy, but pay attention to what your other half or your front your driver is doing. Is pay attention to how he reacts to curves and corners and things like that. It may seem strange, but the more confident, the more you've taken that way also helps when it comes to taking the motorcycle safety course and take that course because it starts you out on a little 250 bike and it gives you that, that confidence to build off of. And don't be afraid to start on a smaller bike, you know, buy a cheap, you know, thousand dollar, $1,200 bike. Cause you are going to drop it at some point in time and you are going, and I did it. I, I, I did it. I came to a stop sign at the right at the corner of my street down here off Robertson going on to Sioux. I come to the stop sign and didn't think of it and whoop, over I went. You know, I didn't put my feet down. It so happened. that stuff is going to happen. Um, so that's why I started out with a little 800s. It was something cheap I bought from, was buying from some friends and got my ground, got my feet wet with that. And just don't be afraid to go out there, practice in parking lots, practicing, you know, doing wherever to do your figure eight, to do your turns, to your corners, you know, to get that experience underneath your belt and start hitting the side streets um, through town, less traffic areas. And as you build your confidence, then start hitting the major highways through town. And definitely one thing you want to definitely try to get going is your highway riding. You know, if you have a stretch of highway you can get on that, that that's not very busy, like our road from here to the dam is not always busy. Um, get out and do those do those stretches where you can get that confidence of the highway, high speed riding and get the feel of your bike and just go sit on the bike and feel it, play with it, bounce it back and forth. You know, so you can re- be able to react to it with your leg strength when you're moving it. Don't be afraid of it and stuff and get the bike that fits you. Um, the Honda that I have, the VTX 1300, fits me good um, with the saddlebags that I have on them. Those are the Corbin Beetle bags. They have like that big butt, bubble butt back. Um, so I tell everybody, I said, it fits me because I'm a big girl. I've got the big, you know, the curves of the bike fit the curves of me. That's what I want to say. <laughs> um, you know, and stuff, but don't be afraid to just be you, be how you are. You know, you don't have to fit a, pers- a specific look you know you don't have to buy all leathers you don't have to wear all leathers you don't have to wear the skinny tank tops and things like that and to try to fit in with everybody else just be you you know that's the biggest thing with it it empowers people to learn to be more confident in themselves and grow your strength and grow your self-esteem and you know and stuff and it's just it's you and the bike that's what it is. It's you and the bike, you and the wind, you and your music. If you listen to music or if you listen to the sound of your bike running, I've got my earphones in all the time with music blasting and I'm playing anywhere from does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost at night to Rob Zombie and five figure death punch playing. I love so it. I don't know what's playing on my, on my Spotify when I'm listening to music and you see me, you'll see me bouncing, headbanging in and everything else, just getting into it when I'm sitting, even when I'm riding down the bike, riding down the highway, you'll see me bouncing around and just jamming out to music or, I may just be chilling and not even listen to it at all, but still playing in my ears, you know, and stuff. It's my way to relax. And it's, it, everybody has a reason why they want to ride. It's just what you want to do. And you've got to be you and be comfortable in what you ride in. And people may give you shit for wearing shorts and a tank top. Well, I've done it. Is there anybody that you'd like to say hi to? 
I will do a shout out to Road Girls Group. I've been members of that group. There's a couple groups out there that are out there also, the Steel Cowgirls um, group. And then there's just all my female riders that are out there. Just take the time, empower yourself to learn how to ride. And, you know, just don't be afraid to step up. And if you got questions, don't be afraid to find a fellow sister that rides and have her take you out and teach you and show you and have the patience to show you. Because sometimes having your sniffing other is not the best person to have teach you, you know, because they get more frustrated with you and stuff. And But just all my fellow rider sisters, sister riders out there, just stay, stay safe and enjoy and stuff. Thank so. you, Lori. You did great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell your father, thank you for letting us use his basement. I will do that. <laughs> thank you for listening today i hope you enjoyed the show remember to check the show notes for more information websites and coupon codes if you have questions or suggestions feel free to drop me a dm on instagram or facebook at sassy biker sisters until next time stay safe and stay sassy